This is Health Matters with Sipla. Hey everyone, welcome to Health Matters with me, Ryan O'Connor, in association with Sipla. This episode proudly brought to you by Ultimag Advance. Now, my guest this week is a highly accomplished, extremely talented athlete um, who has made a name for herself in the world of ultramarathons. Now, she's won two two Oceans Marathons. Um, of course, she won the Two Oceans Marathon in 2018, becoming the first woman to finish the race in under three hours and 14 minutes. That is incredible. Also, the first woman to do the Comrades Marathon uprun in under six hours in 2019. Ladies and gents, Gerda Stein, thanks for joining us on Health Matters. Good day, good day, Ryan. And to everyone listening, it's such a pleasure to join you on the podcast today. Gerda, what inspired you? I know that after a long day and having people that nag me the whole time, I'm inspired to get out and run. But please tell me that wasn't the case for you and that's not how it started for you. Where did that passion and love for running come? Um, For me, it purely came from a place of me wanting to meet new people. Um, I moved uh, prior to just uh, prior to starting my running journey or finding my love for the sport. Uh, I moved to a new city. And I knew I didn't know a lot of people there. So I thought maybe joining a running club is a good way to meet new people, to make new friends. Um, So that's how it started for me, really. It came out of a place of just wanting to get out there and and try something um, to be social and to 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 make new friends. And um, it quickly evolved into a lot more than that. But I'm sure we'll get to that later on. But yeah. um that is where, where the journey started for me. Because then you obviously realized, hang on a second, I'm actually pretty good at this thing, this this running thing. And I'm, I'm in the best province for it. I'm loving this. There's not uh, much not to love about what I'm doing. But having said that, there's people that can run and then there are people that can run. You can run. And obviously you found out very quickly with that love for running that you could do it very well. Yes. Uh, I mean, the progression that I saw, even when I think about it now, back in the very, very early days, was very rapid and um, very mm. unexpected. Not so much for me at that point, because um, uh, for me, I was I was a new runner. I wasn't really sure how this all works. Um, I just sort of joined what what the group around me was doing. But um, my newly made friends certainly uh, recognized something very early on. Um, they yeah. saw that my um, progression and um, increase in my performance and just the way I sped up really, really quickly in a very short amount of time was something that they've never witnessed before. So um, they they were really the first ones to recognize uh, perhaps uh, some talent in me. Um, and they were encouraging me so much, telling mm. me that really this is not something that um, everyone experiences, every new runner experiences from starting way at the at the slowest um, group in the in the club and progressing to almost leading the the, the fast group in a couple of yeah. weeks' time. So um, it was a really exciting um, um, uphill curve for me right in the beginning. Um, but even in the same sentence, I just, I loved it so much. And even though I uh, gained fitness and I got faster over a short time, I also um, just fell in love with the sport even more and yeah. more as 
as the time went by. It looks like your happy place. I mean, when you watch you run, you you are zoned out of everything around you. You are in this place where you look the happiest. And it's a it's a weird thing to describe when you're watching from, from the outside, but it must be quite a happy place to be when you're inside that zone, where, you, where you're going along and the world is going by you and your mind is in its own kind of a zone. It's doing its own thing. Where you, afterwards, where you look back, and I think runners can appreciate that. I mean, you know, nobody else, and, I, and I'm not sure if it's the same for any other sport, but when you look back and you think, I don't actually remember running this morning or I don't actually remember being out there on the road because you you go to a place that's, you know, it's different. It's just a, in, in, that zone that you're in is like no other zone on earth. It's very true. I mean, you really realize when you're running or when you're pushing yourself in a physical way, how strong your mind is and how your yeah. mind have that ability of like you said earlier, zoning out or zoning into a specific in, yes. activity. Um, and it's a it's often like almost an out-of-body experience when when yes. you run a long way and you can only remember fractions of it afterwards. Um, you just yeah. knew that you were almost in a state of cruise control, um, even it. though you are pushing your body. I mean, it's by no means easy. And even no. though you're feeling in that moment, it, it's it's easy effort. Uh, Running is certainly never easy, but um, you perceive it in that way. And it often, it comes with a lot of practice beforehand. You yes. you practice both your mind and your body in order to be doing that on that specific day uh, in right. a race or in your calendar. So it's not uh, every day where you will feel sure. feel like that. Like you can just put yourself into this cruise control mode and go on and on without even really thinking about it. Um, but yes. the body, the body follows the mind. So you all have to be really strong <laughs> upstairs. Um, and then, and then there are those moments in running where you experience that. And I think it's often those moments, um, those out of body experiences that keeps us coming back for more and more and, and keeps us so, so addicted to the sport. I want to talk about that preparation. Um, you speak about how important a mental role plays in, 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 in the run. And it's a huge part of the run. Training for something like Two Oceans, and this is the weekend. I mean, here we are. It's Two, two Oceans time. What kind of training goes in, both physically and mentally, to a Two Oceans? Uh, training for a race like the Two Oceans, is um, it takes time. Um, for me personally, I like to prepare for a race like this, um, anything in from 12 to eight weeks prior to the race, I would be um, starting to focus specifically my training. Everything is um, planned specifically to be ready for, for race day. So on the physical side, uh, I think it's a combination of a lot of training. The two oceans, as many of you would know, is 56 kilometers. So it's a long way on the roads. Uh, you have to train your body to be able to to keep strong and, and stay upright and stay focused for, for that amount of time. But then also it's, it's a fast race. Um, there's a lot of flat, easy running. And so you have to prepare also in your workouts, incorporate some fast running, some tempo efforts. And then what makes this race specifically um, unique is the fact that it's got two massive yields and both of, both of these yields come on the second half of the race. So you have to also make sure that you've got strong legs to be able to handle both the uphills and the downhills. So I think if you um, can manage to 
have a good combination of all those elements to mm. to bring that to race day, you're in for a good race. But then uh, I think that also when you achieve that, get through all of the training, um, you are only halfway there because the mind is the other half of the race. Um, you have to train your mind. You have to prepare your mind to be physically and emotionally ready for for the jarring race. And from that point of view, um, I also have a few uh, ways of preparing my mind. Um, one of them that I often use is to visualize the race during my training. I, I imagine myself being in a certain point uh, in the race and imagining how I would feel at that specific time or when I'm running at a specific effort or pace, I also imagine that to be on race day and think about how I would feel, what I would need and what I must focus on to keep my body strong, to keep my head straight, to relax my shoulders. Um, Small, small items like that. But in the end of the day, that makes a huge difference on race day. And um, also you have to expect to to perhaps go through bad, rough patches during the race. You must train your mind to be able to expect it, not completely freak out when it happens, and just do whatever you can to recover again and and to keep yourself in a way that you can still finish the race in good shape and um, to work through the bad patches in the race. So I think a a lot of elements go into this. Uh, Often we just see athletes running the race and it almost looks effortless. They smile uh, they they speed up when they need to speed up. They climb when they have to. But the background work is really where all the different elements to work together in order to make a good race. Now, Gerda, I know that uh, health is a, an important issue as well because should you have any kind of anything in build up to this, it's a, a setback. So I, I wouldn't blame if you you if you isolated for three weeks prior to an event like Two Oceans just to be sure that you're okay for Saturday. Having said that, do you uh, nutrition, for example, uh, supplementation, is it something that plays an important part of your uh, of your build up to to, to race day? Nutrition plays a massive part uh, in racing and training. We always think about training as it being something to build you up, to make you stronger, to make you healthier. But in a lot of ways, when you're focusing and training so hard, it's almost it it makes your immune system and your body almost at its weakest point. Um, so therefore, I believe that nutrition is very, very important, not only for professional athletes, but for anyone who is it takes on any type of physical activity. I have to make 100% sure, like you say, that I stay healthy as far as I can, avoid um, sickness, avoid viruses in any way I possibly can. But also, it's very important to think about what you put into your body. Um, you, sure. I have to make sure that I have a balanced, healthy diet and um, mm. top it up with with the right vitamins when needed. This is the Ultimag um podcast, uh, CIPLUS mm. podcast, and um, that's a perfect example also. The fact that the training takes it out of your body, something like magnesium is yes. very important to put it back, or vitamin C, or whatever you feel is what your body is lacking. asking from your body, and yeah. you need to put back. And I feel like that's a very important aspect and something that uh, a lot of people uh, don't take serious enough. 
it's not just the training. That's It's only one of the pieces of the puzzle that you need. You have to have a holistic view and really consider your health as one of the main issues. How, how do you deal with setbacks? I mean, they come, you know, injuries, you don't plan. No one plans to to get sick or uh, next Thursday I'm going to have a, a, a knee st- or muscle strain or whatever. How do you deal with them? What strategies do you use to stay motivated and focused on those goals, even though there might be setbacks? Setbacks in running is really, it's not something that I would wish on my biggest enemy. It's really tough to work through setbacks, especially injuries. Um, But, you know, it's almost as an athlete, it's it's one of the risks of the job. There might be setbacks, there might be injuries, um, but it's a matter of not losing motivation and not thinking that a setback is the end of the road. Um, If they come, you have to just do whatever you can to work through it and keep your mind positive through it. Um, It's often in setbacks or in in mistakes that we learn the biggest lessons. And we also learn a lot about ourselves. Um, One injury might make you realize that you've got some weakness in your body that you can focus on and strengthen and making sure that it never happened again in the future. But uh, I think the biggest... uh, way to to work through a setback is to prevent it uh, altogether sure. um, absolutely to make sure that you you do what you can before you have to stop for many weeks that um, might dent your fitness that's that's how I approach it I try to stay far away and listen to the body if it um, if I feel something that's aching it's it's way better to take off one or two days rather than having to sit out for two months. So that's the way I deal with them. Nice. Gerda, how has running and the, your running career changed your life, both personally and professionally? Because uh, you've had to adapt life now to, but where running was a part of your life, now running is your life. Now everything else around it needs to fall into place. Oh, absolutely, Ryan. I mean, I'm not exaggerating when I'm saying running literally changed my entire life. Um, before I found running or fell in love with running or chose running, (laughs) my life looked a lot different than what it looks like now. Um, It's not like I didn't enjoy life before, but I never envisaged this life for myself. I never knew that something like running could change my life in such a way and play such an impact on not only my life, but also Mm -hmm. my family's life, everyone around me, everyone who supports me, everyone who's gotten to see my journey as an, a developing into an athlete. It's been just the most incredible six years of my life. Something that as a child, I would never have dreamed of. And it literally started with the decision to run. And then after that, the decision to keep running and pushing myself and seeing what I can do and just pouring more of myself into the sport, but getting back double, triple, quadruple that what I put in. So um, that is why I'm saying literally running changed my life, both professionally, going from an office job to taking on entirely the professional athlete's life and lifestyle. Um, But also personally, I've gotten to know myself so much more. I've learned that actually I love spending time on my own. I love the alone time on the roads, which I never knew before, before I started running, that I would enjoy my own company so much. Um, I've also learned about relationships. I've learned to a, a different side of running and people in the running community. So for me, it's really changed my life. And therefore, I just want to carry that message over to anyone, any young person who's thinking about um, taking on running, that it's not just a sport. It's not just about putting one foot in front of the other. 
it is really it's a it's a lifestyle and it's a wonderful life to be a part of it is you know i, I can't tell people enough about you know uh, about the lifestyle associated to your point it's 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 you know a day without running for a runner it's like a, a week or a month you you feel like a part of your life is missing and to learn uh, you must know this very well Gerda, to learn to take a break and to say right i need to actually i feel like i need to get at the end run but i know that my body needs to take some time off i need to rest maybe after a big weekend like this or whatever the case it's often very hard to do to turn that part of your brain off to say i need to rest i need to take it easy because as a runner you want to be out there every day of your life running oh 100% yes running becomes so part of your life you wake up for me i wake up i drink my coffee and i think where am i going to run today <laughs> it's not even it just becomes automatic your mind just it's ready to run every day um, so having to take some time away from running is often very tough. Uh, for me personally, I don't like to just um, stop running and then do nothing. I know that yeah. it's important to take time away. That's the only way that you recover well and that the only way that you can maintain it for many, many years is if you take breaks in between. But for me, I personally enjoy um, switching it for something else. An activity that is less jarring on the body that perhaps okay. pushes me in a different way. Um, so for me, I enjoy riding my bike during off season. I am not a big swimmer, but um, I aspire to be one. And so um, there's so many other things that you can do yes. to still maintain a fair amount of fitness, but give the body and the legs the break that it needs. Because again, it's so, so important. And it also just will make your longevity as a runner it will improve it massively. Gerda, what is on the list of achievements that you'd still like to, to, to tick off that bucket list of, of dreams? I know that you, as it is, have a busy, flat-out calendar and schedule, but is there anything that's still that you'd like to you know, share with us in terms of future goals, future, future bucket list items that you want to tick off? There are still quite a few items on my list that I want to tick off. Uh, I've, I'm not a new runner anymore. <laughs> a few years ago, I was still able to say I'm new to running, but I certainly can't say that anymore. But sometimes when I think about the things that I still want to do in running, I do feel like I'm new. I do feel like there's such a long <laughs> list of, of things that I would love to do still in, in my running career. And first and foremost, I think is the one that's the freshest on my mind right now is to win the Two Oceans Marathon yep. again on Saturday. Um, and then after that, uh, personally, I would love to um, get the Comrades Marathon down run yeah. when also under my belt. I've been very fortunate enough to win and break the up run record, but the down run is I've never won the down run. So I would really that's a big dream and goal for me. Yeah. And then um, also I would love to uh, represent South Africa again at the Olympics which oh, is next year amazing. in Paris. So um, in 2021, when it was the Tokyo Olympics, uh, I, I was again fortunate enough to represent South Africa there. But it was still a little bit, it was an amazing experience, but with all the restrictions still in place, sure. um, it was very strict. It was very contained. So I would really love to have the full experience. And I think uh, Paris 2024 would be absolutely amazing. So 
on my sure. bucket list for the next few years. Um, those three items are certainly first on my list. Well, listen, Gerda, it's been an absolute treat chatting with you. Um, I was in Feldriff up the West Coast this past weekend, and uh, uh, there was a lot of kids that were running uh, one of the mornings, and um, they were talking about uh, one day when they're bigger and one day when they get to run big events like the Two Oceans Marathon. And then I said, uh, once we'd finished running, that I'm going to be chatting to you today. And they said, oh, Gerda, please send her a love. Tell her we'll be watching. She's the reason why we want to run. And these were young girls up in Feldriff. And I, I don't sometimes think that people, you know, that are inspirations to others, Others realize the massive impact that they have on the lives of so many. And Gerda, you are one of those um, unique athletes that are able uh, to inspire a generation of future runners that want to grow up to be just like you. Uh, and so from all those girls up the West Coast to you, they wish you everything of the best. They said, um, and I said, I will tell her, I promise you I'll mention it. <laughs> so it was via Oleg. The biggest compliment that someone can receive. I always think that if I can inspire one person to take on running and make it part of their life, to me that would be a success, a, a successful career. So um, many thank you and um, thank you to everyone out there who always supports me. And I hope that um, I can bring some inspiration to the young generation um, and to see them also breaking the tape in a couple of years' time. Ladies and gentlemen, an absolute inspiration, running sensation, uh, as we wish her everything of the best for the two oceans. Come win or win, because I'm not going to say win or lose. i got one thing on my mind, and that's seeing your name up on the top of the podium this coming weekend. Gerda, thanks so much for your time today. Uh, thanks for uh, for being the great accessible athlete that you are, for always having time uh, to reach out to others in the running community and be a part of the the institution and the beautiful sport that we, we call ultra uh, marathon running in South Africa. Oh, thank you so much and thank you for everything that you do and getting the word out to the running community following along um, it's a pleasure to be on the show and uh, just a special good luck to all the runners who's taking on the long road on Saturday amazing Gerda Stein ladies and gents subscribe to our YouTube channel for videos of some of our most popular episodes Health Matters essay on YouTube go check it out give us the like give us the thumbs up proudly brought to you by Ultimag Advanced Gerda Stein thank you so much You've just enjoyed Health Matters with Sippler.